pipe is one of the oldest instruments. To play it, you blow into a pipe attached to a leather or synthetic bag, then press on the bag to force the air out through other pipes to create sound. The Big Rap Show Podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads, played by some of the top bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District, and of course the Red Hot Chili Pipers. So thanks to the guys at G1 for keeping the lights on here at the Big Rap Show Podcast. Hello there. Welcome along to another Big Rap Show Podcast. Yes, the world is behind us. Can you believe it? That's it for another season. It's all done. How depressing is that? <laughs> but trust me, it's not over us here on the rab show we will be keeping you guys up to date with what's going on in the piping world because as much as the world championships here in the uk wraps up our season here in the uk things don't stop internationally we still have a lot of competing to do this incoming year and we will be keeping you abreast of everything that's going to be happening uh, of course here in the uk uh, solo season is just around the corner so uh yeah shout out to the guys of the rspba northern Ireland branch who've just announced there today actually as we're recording this podcast um yeah that you can get your entry forms in for the all ireland solos so that's a bit of news actually that broke before i hit the record button so yeah Solo season is just around the corner. Plus, don't forget, we have the world drumming solos coming up in October. So much stuff to pack in over this next few months. As as much as band season has wrapped up now with the World Championships closing their doors, we still have a serious amount of content to bring you here on the Rab Show podcast. So, if this is your first Big Rab Show podcast, then welcome. We are the show for the piping folk, and you are the piping folk. So, if it has bagpipes in it, around it, or near it at all, then we are all over it. Yes, we are the show talking all about probably our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. That's what we know and love. But we also talk about the Celtic scene, the folk music scene, so much stuff that's out there with amazing bagpiping and that's what we're all here for the love of our amazing music so yeah i have to give a shout out to our patrons first of all before we get into things uh let's get through the domestics so yeah if you would like to help support the show and you like what we do uh, all of our social media content and all of that kind of stuff as well as the podcast and the radio show and blah, 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 all the stuff that we do if you would like to help support what we do, you can go and check out our Patreon page. Uh, yeah, you can click on that support button there and yeah, you get certain little perks of extra pieces of content and things and little video clips and little bits of extra stuff that doesn't normally hit our social media or our radio show for that matter. So yeah, if you're looking for little bits of bonus content, then Patreon is where our page is going. If anything, I'm going to be paying a particular attention to our Patreon page going forward over this next few months. There'll be a few little nuggets in there that will definitely be of interest to some of you. So, yeah, you can go along to our Patreon page if you just so wish. And for the same price as a cup of coffee a month, then, yeah, you can get your mitts on some extra content. So, let's give a shout out to, first of all, LoneStarPiper.com, Harris Kilts, Source Bagpipes, and Brandon Moreno. You guys are awesome! Yes, you are. Thank you so much for clicking that support button. It's very much appreciated. Ah, let's get on to things. I have to say, by the way, those of you who have visited thebigrabshow.com over recent weeks, over uh, what I like to call silly season, uh, because we call it silly season because we're just insanely busy over this past two weeks, uh, world's season and piping live and all of that was insane. 
for all of us. And yeah, you guys were visiting thebrabshow.com and buying merchandise in your droves. We could not believe the demand. So thank you so much to everyone who was buying t-shirts and hoodies and the embroidered polo shorts actually were selling like hotcakes. So thank you so much to everyone who was buying um, all of our merchandise because as I've said before, every t-shirt, every hoodie, everything that's sold on there really does help support what we do. And uh, now that the summer months have gone and all of our live streaming activity has finished, we've now got our lovely mobile bills to pay. So, mm, you don't even want to know. (laughs) But yeah, any support at all that we can get from you guys out there, the piping folk, is really welcome. So thank you so much to everyone who has helped support. And even if you don't wish to, don't worry. Our podcast will remain free. You can just download it and take it with you and enjoy your piping content completely for free. You know, do not fear. We will not come cap in hand asking for do. Anyway, let's fly on. As I've said, over silly season, over the whole World Championships and Piping Live and everything, we were insanely busy. So I have to say apologies to everyone who sent in emails, tweets, Facebook messages, even text messages to my own personal mobile, all sorts of stuff. It was insane. All of us on the Rab Show team have been working incredibly hard and we still haven't really finished yet. I know World Championships have closed their doors, but we're still replying to emails, setting things up and talking to people. It's been incredibly busy. So I have to say thank you to everyone for your patience and apologies for not mentioning everyone that we should and giving shout outs and stuff. You guys have just been relentless. Uh, My mailbox on the whole bigrabshow at gmail.com uh, it was kind of near full to bursting over World's Week. It was nuts. I couldn't keep up with it, and neither could the guys on the team. So, yeah, we will, we're going to have to hire in more people or something. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I recently put a post up on social media saying I'm going to need a personal assistant or something. And I wasn't joking. It was absolutely nuts. So, yeah, with that in mind, that tells me that the Big Rab Show is in a very healthy place. So thank you very much to everyone for all of your kind messages and emails and such. We will get to each one of each one of you in turn, hopefully. And uh, yeah, we will hopefully respond to all of your messages. Now, on last week's podcast, of course, it was our World Championship Prediction Podcast. And uh, for those of you who know the results of the World Championships, I'm sure a lot of you are laughing right now because we got quite a number of them wrong. We're going to talk all about the World Championships coming up, plus we're going to talk all about the results and who won what, of course, and then the good, bad and the ugly about the Worlds. But before we do, we have to get into some domestics around here, first of all. Let's talk about some listener mail. Yes, each week here on The Rap Show, we encourage your listener mail. We really want your interaction here on the podcast. So you have done in your droves and you've emailed in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, first of all, before we get into everything, I have to give a bit of a shout out to a legend, by the way. Yeah, this guy, his name is Eric Evenhouse. Uh, Forgive me, Eric, if I have completely butchered your name. But through Pipe and Live week, we were surprised by a pretty awesome email that came in from Eric and he said, I'll just read it to you he said, Rab, this is Eric uh, if you didn't get my message on Facebook I wrote a tune for you guys it's titled The Big Rab Show and he's attached it he's also attached the sheet music as well as a, a recording of his own the software playing it for us and it's incredible, he's written a tune called The Big Rab Show and it's just awesome, so yeah, I'll insert the clip here. 
Wow. Now, I was insanely humbled by that. I think that's the highest form of flattery anyone can really bestow on someone for writing them a tune. So, Eric, thank you so much, my friend. That was just incredible. I actually have listened to that tune now until I'm blue in the face. There has been, I think there was one recording of uh, someone on Twitter, I think, had sent us in a recording of, of her playing it on the chanter and stuff. I think what I would love to hear is the sheet music is available. We have it up there on the Rab Show Facebook page. You can go and check it out. You can go look at this tune for free, go and learn it. And what I would love to hear is your recordings of someone playing this on an actual set of pipes. We've heard a chanter recording. We've heard this computer recording that you just heard there now from Eric. It would be awesome if we heard someone playing this on a set of bagpipes, or even better still, if we had a band playing it. I think if a pipe band was to start playing the Big Rab Show, I would lose my small mind. <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah, I would go absolutely insane. So I would. Yeah, thank you, Eric, so much. The highest form of flattery, my friend. It was really incredible. So thank you. He said that he did owe us one apparently because he had uh, he had written a tune for the guys at the Chant Around podcast. So there you go. Also, shout out to the guys at the Chandler Rant Podcast. For those of you who have <clears throat> been following the guys at Chandler Rant, uh, you will have experienced a podcast uh, that will forever live in infamy. Yeah, we recorded the big Grace Note rant. We recorded the three-way podcast between me, the guys at the Grace Note Vortex, and the guys at Chandler Rant. And to say it was the stuff of legends would be an understatement the podcast itself is nearly two hours long so it is a bit of a listen uh you do need to sit and yeah kind of go through it but trust me those two hours flies past in a blink of an eye and yeah also be warned is not for the faint-hearted there are certain yeah a lot of swear words in there and adult (laughs) topics are discussed it's not for the faint-hearted so if listener discretion is advised however It has to have been some of the best fun I've had recording a podcast in a long time. And I'm glad to see that the guys from the Chat Around podcast have actually recovered. Not having any spoilers in there, but yeah, they've managed to survive their ordeal. So shout out also to the guys of the Grace Note Vortex podcast. And um, yeah, we need to have them back again. But, But I cannot wait for the next episode. You guys, you make us wait way too long between episodes. I cannot wait for the next Grace Note Vortex. So there you go. Right, so that happened. Now, let's get into it. we got also got an email here from Mary McQuaid. It says, Hi, Rab, my name's Mary, and I have been Highland dancing on and off since I was 11 years old. Eight years ago, I joined Canada's Royal Canadian Mounted Police Pipe Band as a dancer and have been with them ever since. Now, she goes on to describe about the band and everything, and then she said how two years ago recently that she took up tenor drumming with the band she said it's definitely harder than it looks when the flourishes and all the real similarities apparently to dancing uh, she also goes on to explain how she teaches dance uh, at a local school and how she discovered herself here at the big rab show was through the chanter rant podcast uh, they followed the instagram page and with one or two episodes she decided to follow ourselves the big rab show uh, so in listening to our show in february she went through all of the back catalog which was available on itunes so thank you so much mary Awesome to have you along. Uh, So also she goes on to talk about how the Royal Canadian Mounted Police are actually coming to Belfast at the Belfast Tattoo, which is just around the corner actually, just in front of us. 
next week's podcast will possibly be about that or running up to it at least anyway it's just around the corner big event here um so yeah she asks it would be kind of awesome to meet up at the tattoo and have a chat to the royal canadian mounted police and that actually sounds awesome i cannot wait for that mary so yeah really looking forward to meeting you guys at the tattoo and yeah if your band is going to the belfast tattoo then please do get in contact with us we'd love to hear from you um so yeah she does talk about various different episodes and things and different points of commentary and things um so yeah very interesting email mary Uh, again apologies it's just way too long i've got a lot of stuff to cram in but thank you to everyone (laughs) for your incredibly long emails we have a lot of emails actually with world's predictions as well and i have to say a lot of you all seem to disagree with each other uh, when it came to grade one hmm and we'll get talking about that later on as we get talking about the worlds. Uh, so, yeah, we've got another email here in from Matthew Bell. What about you, Matthew? And he says, hey there, Rab, love the show and can't wait for your post-Worlds episode. Now, he goes on to talk about various different things from the World Championships, some of which I may mention, some of which I will not. The ones that I will mention, of course, is probably the negative things about how long the march past was or the empty stands and different things also what are my thoughts on the two-day thing and also yeah the fact that it was getting dark by the time grade one was being given out and also the fact that multiple trophies were being given out to wrong people yeah a lot of these things we'll get into in our topic of the week <laughs> your email yeah, again matt very long unfortunately i'm not going to bore everyone here in the podcast and read it verbatim but just to summarize it appeared that you had a pretty awesome time at the world championships matt so yeah awesome to have your email thank you so much and uh yeah i'm not saying that your email is boring i'm just saying that it's pretty long (laughs) so yeah but thank you very much a lot of very interesting commentary on the world championships and yeah we're going to get talking all about that on the rap show podcast coming up after i have myself a big cup of tea yeah now as much as i've been talking about everything that's been happening here in the piping world over this past couple of weeks with piping live and everything let's talk about piping live shall we before we get into the worlds now i have to say the amount of emails and messages I received from people through the week from Piping Live was insane. And most of the messages were asking the same question. Most of you guys were asking, will we be live streaming from this event? Will we be live streaming from that event? Live streaming, live streaming, live streaming, live streaming. Right. Go to level with you. Going to be honest with you here. Going off script. <laughs> Pipe and Live, the organizers of Pipe and Live, I think I might have said this before it actually started, <clears throat> but the organizers of Pipe and Live themselves put in all of their uh, you know, press accreditation and all of that kind of information and stuff that you need, uh, they basically told us all that live streaming was prohibited at all events at Pipe and Live. Now, it didn't matter where it was, what was happening, if you decided to live stream anything and you were classed as being official press, then you could end up in a lot of hot water. Now, because us here and the Rab Show, uh, we obviously have our two-hour program every week over on Fuse FM. We didn't want to end up in all sorts of trouble. So, we decided to obey the rules and not do any live streaming at all from Pipe and Live. Now, this was a great disappointment to a lot of people, ourselves included, to be honest. Uh, we had made plans 
to do some live streaming at some events, namely uh, some book launches, uh, some of the piping recitals as well, and some of the album launches and things like that by various different acts. Now, we had arranged with the acts themselves who contacted the show here and asked us to live stream their event. Of course, we said we'd love to. It would be awesome to come along and catch your event. And yeah, sure, we'll live stream it for you. It'll be cool. You know, everyone can tune in and enjoy the music. However, whenever we've seen all the paperwork coming through from Piping Live and this big notation in the rules saying live stream and live streaming is strictly prohibited we decided yes okay we will abide by the rules and not end up in trouble now what we found is that we had to spend most of pipe and live week apologizing to people that we can't live stream sorry guys we can't film we were told we we can't we can't do it we can't we can't do it (laughs) so that kind of sucked. It wasn't nice. It wasn't pleasant at all because essentially people have been following us all season and expected to see some content from Pipe and Live. Now, what we did find, however, is that a lot of these events actually provided their own live streaming. I think the lunchtime recitals and the Peabrook of the day, things like that, where they were sponsored by uh, various different companies and stuff, they actually provided their own live streaming. So that was kind of awesome that we didn't get to miss these events, those of us living internationally. It was still live streamed to some sort of a degree so for those living internationally as i say we're still able to join in even if it wasn't through our own particular feed but there were lots of events throughout all of pipe and live where live streaming would have been awesome uh, but didn't happen from ourselves it did happen however by a lot of people on social media on their own personal accounts and in some cases not just the personal accounts. <laughs> so us on the Rab Show took it upon ourselves that we were not going to film the actual thing. But if someone else chose to film it, then we would happily share it out there for you guys to see. Because clearly there was a very large demand for people to see these events, to see bands playing in Buchanan Street, to see book launch events, to see things happening. And... Yeah, our hands were tied. We couldn't film anything. But clearly, you guys who were on the ground were very keen to film everything that you could. So we were happy just to share it out there. So once we've spotted it, we shared it. And that's how it worked. So apologies to everyone, by the way. If you did expect to see some actual live streaming from the Big Rab Show team, yeah, our hands were tied. We decided to abide by the rules. But it now appears that we have egg on our face that everyone else was live streaming regardless. So, hey... It is what it is. And also on the topic of live streaming, over the weekend, over the course of the World Championships themselves, the amount of times people were asking us, can you please film my wee Jimmy playing in this pipe band here, he's on at 2 o'clock. Please go and film our Michael or whatever, he's playing in that band, he's on at 3 (sighs) o'clock. The World Championships has been this way now for... I don't know how many years, four or five years possibly now, where all press are strictly prohibited to film anything from the World Championships, never mind live stream anything. Now, BBC Scotland obviously done an outstanding job live streaming the Grade 1 finals and the Grade 2 finals on the Saturday. I have to say Bob Worrell and the team done an amazing job. The quality was outstanding, and if anything, the sound from the live streaming this year, uh, recorded by BBC, was absolutely brilliant. I don't know what it is they've done this year that was different, but I honestly thought the sound sounded 
better. Um, you could certainly pick up the nuances of the midsections much clearer than you could on previous years. So brilliant job. And also uh, by the guys at Inner Ear who uh, live streamed all the Grade 1 qualifying on the Friday. Outstanding job. Fantastic work. I'm certainly a fan. And if anything, I want to pick their brains and learn how they do it. Um, but yeah, for everyone else uh, in the other grades, Grade 3 and down... You know, as, yeah, for all the grades, there is very clear demand for live streaming out there. People who are living internationally and want to see their sons, daughters, grandsons, grandchild, whatever. You know, they want to see their relatives playing at the World Championships and they want to watch it live. And I think with us having our hands tied, we couldn't provide that service like we have been all season. This has been the case now, like I've said now for a number of years. Us on the Rab Show, we try and cover everything that we can all season long with every major in the calendar. And then when it comes to the big one, it's a closed door. Now, this is not news. This is nothing new. This has been happening, like I've said. Uh, so who knew? Who knows? In the future, there may be an allowance for this. You know, We may be allowed to film something. Who knows? I certainly don't. But I have to say, certain bands on the day were actually given permission uh, by the association to live stream their own performance. So they can put it out on their own social media channel uh, for ones at home to watch. I think the band that uh, namely comes to mind is uh, the City of, Chica- City of Chicago pipe band. I think they were given special permission by the association to live stream their own performance. So perhaps is that the future? You know, if you want to see a certain band playing at the World Championships, then does that band need to apply for specific, you know, permissions to be able to film their own performance? Now, this opens a whole can of worms when it comes to live streaming. So if each band is giving permission for themselves to be put out, then can someone like me, as a media outlet, can I provide a list of bands that I would like to cover at a certain championships and say, here, these are the list of bands that I would like to film and put them out on live stream. Can you tell me if it's okay or not? Interesting topic. I was told in previous years that if I was to do that, I would still be told no, because everything is covered by the BBC. So it's an interesting topic for us here who work and put all the live streaming stuff together all season. Um, so it's probably dead boring for you guys out there. Probably just bored the pants off you now. But just by a very long explanation, that is the reason why you have seen zero content from The Big Rab Show as far as live streaming is concerned over the course of Pipe and Live Week and the actual World Championships themselves. We were told... Pipe and live, we were not allowed to live stream. Also for the World Championships, not allowed. Closed door. And that was it. And yeah, we would rather not break the rules and we'd rather stay within the guidelines rather than risk things and try and film the odd band here and there and then end up in all sorts of trouble. And then who knows? We may be banned from events or from attending or all sorts of craziness. Who knows? Who knows? But it is what it is. So there you go. I hope that kind of gives some sort of an explanation as to what was going on. (laughs) Because we did get a lot of emails on the topic asking, why aren't you live streaming? Why can't you film these guys? Why can't you do this? There you go. So I hope that answers all of your questions. So, yes, let's get into another little bit of piping news that dropped actually during World's Week. And... Yeah, they announced all the dates and locations for next season. The 2019 pipe band season 
all the dates and locations are confirmed. So, those of you who have actually been asking us, I've got quite a few messages about this actually, for people trying to make plans for next season, <clears throat> they're all up. So here we go. The British Championships kicks things off the first major of the season, May 18th. <clears throat> so I'll give you a bit of time, write that down. May the 18th, the first major championship of the season, and it's going to be in Paisley. Then followed up by that will be the UK Championships, of course, then June 15th, and that's going to be in Lurgan. It's not going to be in Belfast this time. So there you go, June 15th for the UKs. The European Championships will be in June the 29th, and this will be in Inverness. So that's going to be interesting. I think that's a a new venue we haven't been to. Uh, So there you go, the Euros will be the 29th of June. The Scottish Championships then will be in sunny or soggy Dumbarton on July the 27th. So there you go, that's your last major before the big in then. The World Championships will happen again next year, August 16th and August 17th, of course, in Glasgow. So there you go. So that's your World Championships in Glasgow next year. 16th, 17th is the important dates for your calendar. So get your flights booked. Get your hotels all booked. Yeah, because I know already. I'm already making travel plans for some of them. So here you go. Grant, so that that was announced. And also, I put it out on Facebook there just before we were about to record tonight. So yeah, I have to squeeze this in before we get our topic of the week. I asked anybody wanted a particular shout-out on the podcast this week. Then just to comment below the particular post. And uh, top of the pile had to be... Winston Murdoch. Yeah, what about you, Winston? He said, shout out to the guys who played with Sergeant Walker Drum Corps, uh, taking a well-earned break, I'm sure. Yes, we will talk all about Sergeant Walker, but yeah, Sergeant Walker drummers lifting the world title, not bad. Also, the legend, the legend, that is Mr. Johnny Rowe. He said, thanks, Rob, as always, for the coverage all season. Huge shout out to my Darko Triumph Street crew, uh, heading back home to Canada tomorrow morning. And we'll miss them all. That's sad. There you go. Bring on 2019, he says. (laughs) Uh, Also to Wally Duncan, he says, uh, it would be good to hear the other people's thoughts on the March past. If he's already give his thoughts, as well as the outdated, too long, need to go down as far as sixth place prizes announcements and the results in reverse order. uh, as, As after the winner has been announced, nobody cares who came fourth, fifth and sixth. I respectfully disagree with you, Willie, and I will talk all about that. Why? Uh, let me see. Bill Baird, he says, great show with good information. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Bill. Uh, Llewellyn Berger, he says, can't, great, can't wait. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go, Llewellyn. Thank you very much. And Kyle Cars as well, soon. looking forward to hearing it. So Kyle, there you go. I read out your shout out, pal. So there you go. Grant, so there has been so much more information dropped over this past number of weeks. I'm going to try and get it squeezed in. One such little interesting little tidbit was from Gary Smith. Now, you remember last year, this around the start of last year, there was a huge concert here in Northern Ireland at the Royal Hotel in Cookstown. And it featured some of the giants in the piping world. It was just brilliant. If you haven't listened back to that podcast, by the way, go back and listen to it. You know, we got interviews with some of the biggest and best in the piping game, including Stephen McWhorter and Stephen Crichton and all of those guys. Yeah, go and listen back to that podcast. Can't remember what number it was exactly, but yeah. The Kids with Cancer charity event. They're running it again. I got a phone call from Guy Smith this morning actually telling me that it's going to be happening. Uh, yeah, to tell you guys about it. So the 9th of February 2019. It's going to be in the Royal Hotel in Cookstown again, which was a fantastic venue, by the way. The Kids with Cancer charity event, of course, is going to be raising money for the Children's Cancer Unit in the Royal Victoria Hospital in Belfast. Now, last year, 
well, well say last year, I mean this year. <laughs> At this year's concert, they managed to raise a silly amount of money for this charity, which was fantastic to see. And it's a really well-deserved charity. Now, already confirmed to be coming a 2019 for this next charity concert, we'll have... Yeah, St. Lawrence Atul will be there. St. Lawrence Atul and, of course, their world champion, Drum Corps, will be appearing at this charity concert event, all raising money for the kids with cancer. I cannot wait for this. So there you go. You can find full ticket information. Just look again on social media. It's all up there on the Rap Show Facebook page. This will be an event definitely worth traveling to. For those of you who were there at the Kids for Cancer uh, charity event last year, yeah, you're going to know exactly what you're in store for. The night itself was incredible. And to see such support from the Piping World giving a lot of hard-earned cash to an amazing charity. Yeah, it was great to see. So there you go. That's in front of us. So as much as I've been talking about the Belfast Tattoo, it's just around the corner. It's going to be September the 7th, Saturday the 8th. And another performance on Saturday the 8th. Actually, two performances on the Saturday. So there you go. Belfast Tattoo is just around the corner. And like I said, next week's podcast, we'll probably be chatting all about the Belfast Tattoo. And you'll be sick of me talking about it. So for those of you who might be interested in going to it and haven't been yet then why not? You should have already been to the tattoo by now. It's quite a huge event here in Northern Ireland. And yeah, you have some of the best acts from around the world going to it. Tickets are still available from the SSE Arena box office. Go and grab your tickets. Do not miss this event. You've been warned. Okay, if you're a piping fan of any note at all, then you're definitely going to want to get to this. Now, that's it. Now, I have to say, before we get into our topic of the week... <laughs> I have to talk about this and not be kind of controversial. Okay, we all know that this time of year is whenever the rumor machine starts to turn. All right? We all know, affectionately, this is known as transfer season in the piping world. That this is normally the time of year where people start changing bands. They normally jump from one band and go to another. Or for whatever reason, people like to move around and change different bands and go to different places and all the rest. And that we just affectionately know it as transfer season. Now... Already here on the Big Rab Show, we have not, we haven't been in on data, but we have received a few emails um, giving unconfirmed stories about some quite big moves in the piping world. Now, as I've said, because these are unsubstantiated and not backed up with anything put out there publicly, we are reluctant to talk about it here on the Rab Show. As much as we may know that these rumours may be completely accurate and may come from the correct source until we have it confirmed by either the person themselves or from the actual band themselves, then we are reluctant to talk about it. So, thank you to everyone uh, who are trying to give us the scoop on who has moved where and why. Uh, it is... Kind of cool to join in the conversation, not going to lie. All of us in the piping world love a good gossip sometimes. And we do have a chat to see, you know, who's playing where and why. But for those of us on the podcast, we are very reluctant to give out information in case it is incorrect. And we could be, yeah, we're not held liable, but we can be, yeah, wrong. And we don't often like to get things wrong. Stuff a drop, get drunk. Yeah, we know there's that whole section in the show. But, uh, yeah. As far as rumours and all of that sort of stuff is concerned, until it's actually confirmed by the source themselves, then we are reluctant to talk about it. So, 
apologies. So there you go. So for, until it is actually confirmed by the band or the person themselves that they have moved or whatever, then yeah, we'll talk about it on the podcast then. So there you go. Right. Let's get into another interesting story that just broke is the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician Award of 2019. Now, we always love talking about this uh, because it always seems to run after the World Championships wrap up and the season closes its door. So, BBC Radio Scotland just announced their semi-finalists, which makes it very interesting for us piping fans because there's quite a number of pretty awesome pipers in there. So... Uh, yeah, 12 young musicians were chosen from all of the entrants to perform at a concert on Saturday the 13th of October in the Coulter Hall in South Lanarkshire. Now, the semi-finalists are... Yeah, I'm going to read you off the pipers because there's a lot of fiddle players and piano players and accordion ones and, in the, and flute players and all that. We're interested in the pipers, aren't we? So yeah, in there, playing pipes, we have James Harper. Yeah. Awesome piper, to be honest. And we have Ross Miller, of course, Minverarian District. We've spoken to Ross here before on the podcast, so good luck, Ross. Good to see you in there. And Scott Garden, as well, who also released a book over Piping Live there, uh, entitled Duality. So, yeah, some pretty amazingly talented pipers in there. Shout out to you guys. Best of luck getting through the semi-finals, and hopefully we will see uh, all three of you pipers in the final. It will be awesome. So all the semi-finalists, of course, will take part in a weekend of music and workshops and stuff all to do all over that weekend there at Coulter Hall. And you can buy tickets for this. All you have to do is look at either BBC Radio Scotland or check out Hands Up for Trad and you can grab your tickets and go and attend this event. Tickets apparently are 10 quid or if you're a concession, you can get them for £6. Uh, So yeah, for full ticket information... Definitely get up to the handsupfortrad.scot is the website where you can go and check out all the details for the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician Award. There you are. Grand. Now, there are still so many other news stories that I have to get crammed in, but do you know what? We're not going to get it squeezed in this week. Otherwise, this podcast is just going to be ridiculously long and it's going to be me talking about all the bands that are currently recruiting at the moment, which there are a lot of, by the way. Serious amount of pipe bands that are in recruitment mode, plus all the possible moves and news and stuff. And yeah, there's a serious amount. So we'll get past all of that by saying congratulations to the organizers of Pipe and Live. Before we get into the World Championships, we want to give a, a real... A thumbs up to the guys of Pipe It Live. This year's festival was absolutely outstanding. We had absolutely zero complaints from people who were attending, which is not like it. Normally, we do get the odd grumble. Oh, that event wasn't great. Um, but the Pipe and Live Festival this year was outstanding. And I think some of the standout events had to be Scott Wallace's book launch, like we had said, plus the St. Lawrence Atul concert on the Wednesday. We have been told by people on the ground who actually attended it. We were told that the St. Lawrence concert was outstanding. So I deeply regret not being able to be there. It was awful. And also, people were asking why it wasn't live-streamed or filmed at all. We believe that before the concert actually started, there was an announcement asking people not to film or live-stream or do anything like that because there is plans for a recording. 
Now, whether this recording will actually be like an album or a DVD or anything like that, I don't think we have anything officially confirmed yet, but there was uh, talk that there were cameras there. So, who knows, we may actually have a DVD from St. Lawrence Atul and their massive concert, and I, for one, really hope so. Because listening to everyone who were there, they told me that this was possibly one of the best concerts that they've ever been to. Now, that's not a small thing by any means. So, congratulations to the guys at St. Lawrence for throwing an amazing concert. I think it was no small feat at all, so well done. And uh, also, there's quite a number of other standout events. Uh, I have to go to the Afterworld Shindig as well. That was awesome. I had a lot of great reports about that. As well as album launches by Hamish Napier and Ascent as well. Also went down a storm. So I think and everything at the Street Cafe, a load of people loved hanging out there. Plus the open band practices that were held at the Piping Centre. So much stuff that happened to Piping Live this year. And everyone seemed to have the best possible time. So thank you to Piping Live for another successful festival. Congratulations. Let's roll on next year. Can't wait for next year. Okay. <laughs> That's us. Time for me to go and get myself a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The Harris Kilt Company, based in Belfast in Northern Ireland, can provide you with some of the highest quality Highland wear available in the market. Are you looking for an outfit for a formal occasion, be it a wedding or a formal dinner, or are you outfitting a band? Then Harris Kilt Company are looking forward to hearing from you. Get in contact with them over their social media, on Facebook or on Twitter, or indeed, check out their website, harriskilts.com. The Harris Kilt Company can provide you with an outfit right the way from your brogues right the way to your Glengarry. The Harris Kilt Company, 150 Sandy Row, Belfast, or on harriskilts.com. LoneStarPiper.com The little pipe and drum supply in the heart of Texas. Proud to be firefighter owned and operated. With 10 years in the industry, they are dedicated to providing friendly, professional, personalized service. Featuring many of the most popular brands for bagpipers and drummers, as well as custom kilts and highland wear. Feel free to shoot them an email with questions about custom orders or to get a quote for special pricing on larger orders at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com. Check them out. Are you on the lookout for a set of vintage pipes? Then look at Source Bagpipes. Bagpipes ranging from McDougall, Glenn, Stark, McKinnon, McPhee, Henderson, Laurie and Sinclair and many, many more. In addition, brand new set of pipes by Booth and Pettigrew. They have a no-quibble return policy with 25% deposit securing any set of bagpipes. Also offering a full payment plan to be able to pay for your set of pipes over 12 months. Source Bagpipes now have a range of vintage pipe chanters and vintage practice chanters in stock and are all up on their website, sourcebagpipes.co.uk. Contact Ross for more information. Hello, this is Fred Morrison and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Yes, indeed. That was a shout-out to our patrons there. Those guys that have clicked that support button on our Patreon page, thank you so much for all of your support. And if you'd so wish, you can also help support the show by visiting our Patreon page and clicking that support button. And you too can get yourself a certain little 30-second clip. So if you have something on there that you would like to say on the pod each week, then that's your way to do it, my friend. There you go. Now, the World Championships were 
epic, <laughs> I think, is the word that I would describe it. This has been the most interesting world championships in memory. This last 10 or 15 years, it hasn't been just this on edge. Every grade was on a knife edge. It could have been absolutely anyone's. And that's what we got at this year's Worlds. It happened, the championships that we've all wanted. And it was so competitive. Like, it was just stupid in some grades. <laughs> uh, we're going to get to that. But let's, first of all, we're going to blaze through the results. I'm not going to sit here and read lists. Because that's not what you've tuned into the podcast for. You want to know opinions on things. So let's, first of all, congratulate our world champions, shall we? So starting with drum majors then, I have to say congratulations to Kathy Hunter from Manor Cunningham. And congratulations, world champion, well deserved. And I uh, also have to give a shout out to Abigail Wenlock, who was our pick on our predictions. Uh, she actually came a very close second, so congratulations to Abigail. On to the juveniles then and the drum majors. Congratulations has to go to Jamie Couples. Yes, Jamie was our pick on our predictions podcast, so congratulations to Jamie, of course from Mackenzie Caledonian. Definitely had an awesome run. Congratulations, Jamie. And also our other pick as well, Cara, Cara Gilmer, managed to come in third. She was just narrowly beaten by uh, Rowan uh, Murdoch as well. So, And Emily Crooks finishing fourth. Jason Nickel fifth. Rebecca Hamilton sixth from Tully Lagan. Well done, Rebecca. So, yeah, that's your drum majors in the juvenile grade, and congratulations to Jamie. Now on to the adults, of course. Now this, to be honest, did kind of shock me. I honestly had Liam Renton as possibly lifting the top spot. But, as the rest of the guys on our prediction podcast kind of persuaded me, Emma Barr from the Field Marshal. Emma, congratulations. Well done. I think uh, seeing your reception of that award, it was extremely emotional. Now, there's a couple of questions, Emma, I would like to ask if you do listen to the podcast. Maybe you don't, maybe you do. But for those of you who watched the prize giving, Emma had a mace in her hand. And when the result was read out, somehow that mace managed to get chucked like a javelin. I'm not quite sure what happened, but I was watching the live stream and suddenly I seen a mace flying across the screen and Emma just sprinting around like a lunatic. It was brilliant. So <laughs> possibly one of the best reactions for a world championship uh or a world championship announcement. However, I will ask you, for those of you who are interested in adult drum major reactions, uh possibly one of the best ones is whenever Brian Wilson MBE won his world championship that is something incredible brian i think was at maybe the tail end of the park and came bursting through all the other bands and sprinting like a crazy person that was brilliant to see so but yeah congratulations <clears throat> congratulations to emma Barr, our world champion senior drum major congratulations now let's get into the band shall we and again i'm not going to sit and read lists here otherwise i'm going to bore you all to tears so, kicking things off then with great novice juvenile B. Now, this was a band that kind of blindsided everyone. Yeah, we did not see this coming. As far as any predictions were concerned, none of us had a clue. Out of the blue, St. George's, St. John's College. Sorry, I was going to St. George's. St. John's College from Zimbabwe. Where did that come from? Congratulations, guys. 
What an awesome result. Yeah, our current world champions now in Great Novice Juvenile B. Lifting the top spot and the drumming as well. So not a bad weekend's work by you guys. And uh, yeah, congratulations. I still haven't heard the run yet, actually. So I'm going to have to go back and try and find a recording somewhere. But yeah, ticking some silverware back to Zimbabwe. Congratulations. On to Great Novice Juvenile A then. Of course, Dollar Academy. Lifting the top spot. I think everyone had kind of expected it, so congratulations to Dollar. I've had a pretty outstanding season this year, so well done. However, did not have it all their own way. The drumming went to George Watson's College. There you go, so congratulations, George Watson's. Now, I have to give a shout to Brisbane Boys College, of course, who came a very respectable third. So not a bad weekend's work by them. Uh, so there you go. Not a bad weekend at all for the novice uh, grades at all. So I think the standard this year in the novice grades were very high. Now, on to grade 4B. Alright, now before we start listing names, I have to say, if you've managed to qualify at all, anywhere in that top 18, if you managed to get through to the final, my friend, that is as good as a win right there. You deserve a pint, because the grade 4B, there was 54 bands in there. 54 bands! That's ridiculous. A huge grade. So if you manage to hit anywhere in the grade in that final, if you get in the final at all, yeah, pat yourself on the back. You know you really deserve <laughs> a pint. So yeah, for you who hit that top eighteen, congratulations, well done. Uh, but yes, our current world champions then in grade four B, Grancha. I think we had called it here on the Rab Show. We did predict it. We did think Grancha were going to lift the top spot. Grancha here in Northern Ireland have been kind of a steamroller. They have been a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, did not disappoint when it came to the Worlds. Congratulations to Grancha. Uh, second then were Kelty and Blair Adam. Laura Clyde, uh, Pipes and Drums came on third. Mid-Algyle were fourth. Stockbridge fifth. Camelon and District sixth. The drumming, however, was what we were saying earlier, went to Sergeant Walker Memorial. Go on, the Walker! Yeah! Awesome result. Yeah, whenever that result was read out, I was like, what? What? Hey, what? <laughs> it was brilliant. So congratulations to the guys at Sergeant Walker. And uh, yeah, that was just brilliant so i i think i was already goldering and shouting all around the house like a crazy person that was a great result congratulations to the guys at sergeant walker i think the uh after party was the stuff of legend hmm anyway on to grade 4a then McNeilstown, our current world champions now whenever you look at how McNeilstown performed in their final whoo Quite convincing would be the word I would use. Ones right across the board. Two firsts in piping, a first in drumming, first in ensemble. These guys were simply unstoppable. So congratulations to McNeil's Pound. Lifting the top spot. Followed by Lock Ryan, then Tweedville. Uh, Kildog, actually, I have to give them a bit of a shout. Done quite well over the weekends. Finished up fourth. Glen Rothson District finishing fifth. And then William Wood, actually, in the top six as well. So congratulations. So there you go. Um, I have to have to give a shout out as well to Tamlet Acrilli as well, who qualified for the final, which was a great result for them. So well done to Tamlet and to Rafu Ulster Scott as well. Had a great weekend. So congratulations. Uh, so again, with grade four A, if you manage to qualify for the final again, I know I keep saying this, but a qualification spot in the lower grades is certainly as good as a win, given how big the grades are. So yeah, I'm not trying to blow smoke, but it is one hundred percent accurate. If you qualify for the final, you deserve a pint. <laughs> okay, on to grade 3B. Yeah, 
Pasadena Scottish Pipes and Drums. Wow. Well done. Yeah, I think, if anything, I was so happy to see this result because Pasadena have been insanely working hard. I think, is that the right word? They have been crazy with the preparation that they have been putting in for the World Championships. I think it's been well documented how much work the guys at the Pasadena Scottish Pipes and Drums put in ahead of coming over to the Worlds. And yeah, you could certainly tell. I've heard the run from Pasadena and it actually sounded quite impressive. So well done, you guys of Pasadena. Congratulations, I think well deserved. And also, a shout-out goes to Battle Hill, uh, who came second place with two firsts in piping, mind you. So, yeah, their piping did sound on point. However, drumming... Okay, yeah, the drumming was good, but, yeah, it did kind of let them down a wee bit. So that's what knocked them down into second place. Now, a band that I was really shocked by and really kind of bowled me over was our third place band and that was St Mary's Derry Trasna. Now St Mary's Derry Trasna were the band that we had sort of picked to win the thing overall. St Mary's have had an absolutely outstanding season but when it came to the big in fell foul of third place. Yeah, which was really unexpected. Again, on previous seasons, I think last year St Mary's done a similar thing. St Mary's had an outstanding season winning prizes every weekend. You know, and then when it came to the big one, somehow managed to fall away. When you look at the drumming result for St. Mary's Derry Trasna, actually, they were down in 11th place. And when you consider this 12 in the grade, that really has to sting. So, yeah, I'm sure the guys at St. Mary's Derry Trasna uh, were wondering what happened. Because I'm sure the rest of us here in the piping world were wondering the same. But that's not to take away from Pasadena. Like I've said, I've heard the run, and they did sound quite awesome yeah <laughs> so congratulations to the guys of pasadena world champions also have to give a shout out to my own prediction that no one agreed with around the table have to say but i am very very pleased to be right toronto police from canada lifted the drumming title yeah go on the toronto police yes i'm very happy to hear that because no one on our prediction podcast agreed with me but there was yeah there was something about toronto police's drumming that I really enjoyed. And here they are. They have lifted a world title. So I might know a little bit of something. Yay. Uh, I'm just being very smug now, aren't I? Yeah. But congratulations, Toronto Police then. And to Pasadena Scottish. Taking back some world titles back home with you. Congratulations. Now, on to grade 3A then, shall we? Yeah. Royal Borough of Annan. Our world champions our world champions again. Congratulations. A quite convincing win as well. Two first places in piping with a second in drumming, a second in ensemble. Had enough points to push them into top spot. Port Leithan then in second. Perth Metro in Australia. Yeah, in the Metro. Yeah. There you go. They finished in third. Stockbridge, fourth. Uddington Strathclyde, who were possibly one of my dark horses, uh, finished in fifth. And then the Highlanders, four Scots, finished up in sixth. Now... Whenever you look at the results overall, when you look at the overall sheets, uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Judges seem to have a quite difficult day with this grade. Uh, I have to say, St. Joseph's as well, who lifted the Drummond Prize. Outstanding performance, guys. I've listened to the recordings. St. Joseph's was just, the Drummond was incredible. Uh, If you haven't heard it yet, go back and listen to St. Joseph's performance. Whew. Yeah, for us drummers out there, it's definitely an experience. Well worth a listen. Uh, but yeah, congratulations to our world champions, Royal Borough of Annan. I think around the table, a lot of guys had actually picked you guys as a possible win. Uh, but also, a band that kind of uh, surprised me uh, was the Quinn Memorial. 
I had actually picked the Quinn as a possible winner, a dark horse, but they actually finished up in 10th. Now, yeah, I had heard the Quinn in person here in Northern Ireland at a couple of competitions running into the Worlds, and I did think that they were blowing a great sound and could do really well. But there we go. I think it was all too little, too late, unfortunately. But hitting form at the right time of the season, two weeks ahead of the Worlds... Clearly, we now know that you, we need to grow, yeah, get a bit more momentum and grow that bit more as a band through the season before you hit the grass at the big game. So there you go. But I have to say, for Grade 3A, whenever you look at the qualifying groups as well, as, as well as some interesting results in there in the qualifying groups, and uh, it makes for some interesting reading, um, but I'm sure will be talked about for a while. Uh, we're not going to get into that in this particular podcast, but who knows, we'll talk about it in another one. But... I think if you've managed to get through to in that qualifying group in grade 3A, again, you deserve a pint. And a uh, shout-out goes to the Scottish Society of New Zealand, by the way, who were in there. And actually sounded quite awesome. If you haven't listened to them, by the way, that's another band that you should be taking note of. Definitely worth a listen. All right. Let's fly on onto the juvenile grade then. Before we get into the top two, we'll get into juvenile. And, of course, that went to Dollar. Ding, ding. Of course, we all chose it around the prediction table and we chose Dollar Academy. Of course, left in the drumming as well. Two firsts in piping, first in drumming, a second in ensemble. And that second in ensemble was because St Andrews College from New Zealand managed to pip them at the ensemble. So congratulations uh, to New Zealand, St Andrews College. Congratulations. Not a bad weekend, not a bad grade at all. I think standard in that grade again was just stupid. And juvenile bands should just stop it. (laughs) It's just nuts. I don't know. You should go back and listen to some of these bands. They could honestly go into grade two, possibly even grade one. Yeah, definitely. Even grade one and some of these bands would compete with the best of them. So these juvenile bands, shout out to you guys. You're really so talented. The music you're producing is just brilliant. So keep up the great work, guys. It's just incredible. Okay. On to grade two. Possibly one of the most interesting grades on the day. Now, we have got a lot of emails talking about grade 2. Okay? Now, suffice to say, I'm not going to get into all the conspiracy theories and the tinfoil hats and all of that sort of stuff. Or who you thought should have won and all of that. We will possibly look at this in another date. But, suffice to say, when you look at the qualifying for Grade 2, Grade 1 qualifying, or Grade 2 qualifying, sorry, Grade 2 qualifying 1 and Grade 2 qualifying 2, both groups make for interesting reading. I'll leave it at that. Uh, Whenever you look at it, the judges clearly, uh, I think especially was it in qualifying 2, was where most of the disagreements were between judges. Yeah, some... mm, I don't know what was going on, but yeah, judges seem to be varied in certain places, especially between drumming and ensemble and different things. It was an interesting weekend, let's put it like that. But the bands that we thought would have got through, I think did, to be honest. Whenever we leap, we were talking about our predictions, the bands that we thought would have been in that grade 2 pack, they managed to get through. So our current world champions then... The city of Dunedin from the USA. Congratulations to the city of Dunedin. We played out your performance on Fuse FM there last night. On yeah, and it was awesome. Congratulations, well deserved. Also, I have to give a shout out to a very close second. Then was St Thomas Alumni Course from the US as well. 
So it seems to be the USA bands kind of dominating there in grade two this year. So listening to St. Thomas and the city of Dunedin, and of course our own personal favourite here in the Rab Show that we did predict it could win it would be Klaus Kelt. When you listen to all three performances together, I'm going to put all my eggs in one basket, basket even. (laughs) I honestly had St. Thomas alumni placing first. Now, that could be controversial, but again, that's me as an armchair judge. I'm sitting at home watching the live stream along with everyone else. And for me, St. Thomas just kind of rung my bell. Now, you know, I'm not a, a piping expert by any means or even a drumming expert. Can't claim to be. But for me, the performance by St. Thomas alumni was just brilliant. I really enjoyed it. and As well as Klaus Kelt as well. Klaus Kelt's performance, uh, they certainly didn't make it easy for the judges. Uh definitely putting on a show and yeah making it difficult for judges i think that's overall the feeling i get for grade two grade two the bands went in there and there wasn't a bad band in it everyone went in and played you know um so as much as i'm saying that st thomas were my own personal pick when i was listening to the final on the day uh I'm, i certainly cannot take it away from the city of dunedin i think it was really well deserved the guys Walked away with their world title, and no one could possibly disagree, in my opinion. And yeah, they also lifted the drumming as well. So congratulations to the city of Dunedin. Well deserved. But yeah, my own personal pick on the day would have to be St. Thomas. I've listened back to it a few times now, and that set still does it for me. I don't know what the slow air is that St. Thomas plays at the final, but I love it. I think it's brilliant. And if anything, I'm hoping to get in contact with someone from St. Thomas Alumni who can tell me what that slow air was. It's just incredible. If you haven't yet, you can go along to the BBC website, by the way, uh, BBC Scotland, and you can check out all the Grade 2 final performances. They're all up there. You can go and watch them back. And the audio quality on them is excellent as well. So you can make up your own mind, by the way. Okay, as much as I'm telling you what my own personal pick would have been, uh, yeah, go back and be your own armchair judge. So, the placings went then, City of Dunedin, uh, St. Thomas, the Kloss Kelt, then Manor Cunningham. Yeah! Do you know what? Manor Cunningham kind of lost their minds whenever the fourth place was read out, which was brilliant to see. Top five at the Worlds, guys. Awesome result. And then Worcester Kilty as well, lifting fifth. Again, another USA band in there. Incredible stuff. And Peel Regional Police coming in sixth. Not a bad weekend's work by Peel. Now... For me, that was kind of the surprise of the weekend. I honestly didn't expect to see Peel uh, Police, and even LA Scots for that matter, to be so low down in the pecking order. I honestly did think that they would be top five, top top four possibly, you know. Um, But hey, we all understand that they're going through a, a series of rebuilding. So I honestly think both bands did sound brilliant. Totally deserved to be in the final and juking it out with everyone else in that grade. And... Yeah, I could have had them placing a bit higher. But that's my opinion again. I'm not a judge. I'm not in there with a clipboard. So, but yeah, that was my pick. <laughs> you know, St. Thomas alumni, yeah, for me, I just love the slow air. Anyway, you can't win a whole competition based on a slow air. <laughs> Grant, right, let's fly on. In case you've been living in a cave somewhere, yeah, I'm not going to rhyme on about this, but Field Marshal Montgomery are our world champions so congratulations to the field marshal this is now a record equaling 12th 
uh, world title for Richard Parks. And uh, yeah, whenever you manage to watch the live stream of the prize giving and everything, Richard was incredibly humble. And of course, uh, you know, talking all about the record and everything, it was just incredible. So yeah, will that be one of our most emotional moments? Who knows? Don't know. But it was certainly awesome to watch. Second place then, of course, were Inverarian District. And they also managed to lift the Champion of Champions title as well. Uh, St. Lawrence O'Toole then finished up third place and, of course, lifting the Drummond title overall. So congratulations to Stephen Crichton and co. Uh, Your drum corps was simply a pleasure to listen to. Um, I could have listened to you guys all week long. And And I know I'm putting myself out there as a bit of a St. Lawrence drum corps fan. Their drumming for me was just impeccable. I really enjoyed it. And yeah, for those drummers out there, uh, go and listen to St. Lawrence. If you haven't already this season, their drum corps has been outstanding. Not to take it away from the band, of course, because they finished third overall. So that's not too shabby. You know, (laughs) as much as I'm kind of singing the praises of Stephen Crichton and co, I can't take it away from the band as a whole. So there you go. Finishing up a very strong third place, St. Lawrence Tool. Now, Scottish Power were the band that no one could figure out where to put in the packing order, and here they are in fourth place. SFU then finished up fifth with uh, Police Scotland Fife sixth. Now, Police Scotland Fife and SFU were, again, two bands that people didn't really know where to put in their predictions and stuff when you guys were emailing in. Some people actually had Simon Fraser winning it. Some people had Police Scotland Fife winning it. But here we go. 5th and 6th, respectively. So, yeah, congratulations. Now, also, let's go through the bands that were in the final. Uh, FM, Inverary, St. Lawrence, Par, SFU, 5 shots, 70th Fraser Highlanders, uh, which was brilliant to see them in the final, and they actually sounded quite good too. So, yeah, well done, guys. Uh, People's Ford, Boggies were in there, brilliant. And, of course, The Veil were there as well. Uh, again, their drummer sounded incredible, so congratulations, guys. You had a great run. Uh, Johnstone, actually, were kind of the surprise for me. For all of us, whenever we were talking predictions, a lot of us didn't actually talk about Johnstone. Johnstone making it into the final brilliant well done guys and that has to be as good as a win right there so congratulations to johnstone making it through to the final and to Daco triumph street as well making it in uh, to the final again with two great performances msr was sounded incredible and uh you all know that i love Daco's medley so yep <laughs> congratulations to Daco. uh so I think overall, an incredible weekend of piping and drumming in grade one. There was no band in there that you could blatantly point the finger at and say that they were bad. Yeah, I know I'm being biased whenever I'm saying this, but yeah, it was just... It was something special to see the Field Marshal Montgomery lift the title. I am a bit of a Field Marshal fan. I'm not going to lie. I'll put myself out there. I do think they are the big tone machine, as everyone talks about. Field Marshal are just that band that you grow up with as a kid and you follow their performances and all the the results and everything like i've been a fan of fm since i was in bands back in the early 80s uh so yeah to see field marshall lifting as many world titles and being as successful as they are there is definitely a reason why uh so yeah go back listen to the performances in the grade one final msr and medley it is definitely worth a listen back to. Certainly worth a look uh, for a second listen. Uh, it does make for interesting listening whenever you do listen a second time round. So if you haven't yet and you are a bit of a piping fan, then I would ask you to do it. Go and listen with a fresh set of ears again. Now that you know the way the results went, and then draw your own conclusions. 
Now, whenever you look at the qualifying groups, I have to, not the qualifying groups, the finals uh, for Grade 1, uh, some of the results were really interesting. For instance, Police Scotland 5 actually managed to get a third place in the MSR, which was awesome for Police Scotland 5. Also to SFU, who finished up fourth in the MSR, and one that was kind of shocking to me was an Orange Atul finished fifth in the MSR, which was kind of brutal. I really didn't expect them to be so low down in the MSR. I actually thought they sounded great. On to the medley then, of course, Field Marshal uh, hit the top spot, but they had a sixth place in Drummond. Ouch. But they had two firsts in piping and a first in ensemble. And then second in the medley selection uh, was Scottish Power, which I have to agree with. Scottish Power had an outstanding run. Sounded really, really good. And then St. Lawrence actually finished in third there in the medley with Inverary fourth. Again... A mixed bag of results for all the bands, but mathematically, how it all turned out then with Field Marshal, uh, yeah, I think with lifting the medley and then lifting the MSR, it was a foregone conclusion that we knew that Field Marshal were going to be world champions. So there you go. That was your results. That was our reaction to them, or my reaction to them. I would urge you, as much as I'm talking about my own preferences, go back yourself, listen to the performances. They're all up there on BBC Scotland's website. You can listen to them again at your leisure with a fresh set of ears. It does make for some interesting listening, especially now that you know what the results are. Anyway, let's fly on. More about the World Championships. We had a lot of messages from you guys on the ground. And the number one complaint, number one complaint, had to be the stands. The stands at the Grade 1 Arena were empty. What gives? We were told on the Rab Show here, tickets were sold out. Can you put it out on your show that you can't get tickets anymore? Tell people it's sold out. You can't get any tickets for the Grade 1 Arena. So... Fine, I did that. I put it out there on Fuse. I put it out here in the podcast that you can't get tickets for the Grade 1 Arena. Sold out. Can't get them. But yet, all day Friday, all day Saturday, the stands were empty. Now, granted, there was two times the stands actually had people in them. And that was whenever Field Marshal were playing and whenever Inverary were playing. The rest of the time, empty. Now, I'm... Serious, you you could watch back if you don't believe me. There was maybe a half dozen people sitting in those those chairs. Now those tickets cost money. They people had to fork over hard earned cash to pay for their seat in that stand. But yet it would appear that a lot of people bought their ticket but didn't go and use their seat. Now what's that about? Do people buy their tickets for the stands and then go and watch maybe one or two bands in the final and that's it? Now, for me, as a piping fan, that's a travesty. That should not happen. That's controversial. But it's not. It seems to be the opinion of the piping world. Why are these seats sitting empty? Because whenever you look at the footage, you know, from the BBC, where they get the big crane camera zooming down and everything, and it zooms way up, and you can see all the crowd, where is everyone? They're all in the cheap seats, where you can stand there at the barrier. They're sitting or standing, sorry, about 20 people deep. And I'm not kidding. There was a massive, I mean a massive crowd of people standing there. Trying to crane their necks and put things behind their ears and stuff to try and catch a note on the wind. Whereas the stands, completely empty. And no one seemed to be allowed to be sitting up there. Now, 
I am going to suggest something, and possibly all of you guys are going to disagree, but this is something that I think the, the organizers of the World Championships should possibly consider for years going forward. This empty stands problem looks terrible on footage whenever it goes out on BBC or online. Essentially what we're trying to do is promote our piping music and culture. And whenever we're filming empty stands, we're not painting it in a very positive light. We're filming these amazing bands doing some incredible things in the competitive circle. And it appears on the cameras, looking at the stands, that there's no one there to watch them. So, to tick away from this negative of having empty seats, then why not just open them? Now, I'm not saying to completely do away with ticket sales because I'm very aware that these seats are ticketed and it's a good uh, form of revenue for the organizers of the competition. Now, one complaint that we got, well, quite a number of complaints actually, was the entry fee. People were complaining that on the day it cost 16 quid to get in through the gate for non-competitive people. So if you were going in as a spectator, 16 pounds got you through the gate. Now, that's quite expensive, not going to lie. But what I would like to see is if you were to pay £16 to get in through the gate and if you had an option to pay £5 more on the day, would you spend £20 at the gate to be able to go and sit in the arena? Or why not just boost all of your tickets at the gate to £20 and then anyone can go and sit in the stands? I think the way that the stands have been run now for this last number of years isn't working it's not working whenever you consider the amount of security staff that it takes to man these there's loads of guys standing around with yellow coats on directing people and telling them where they can sit and where they can't sit and checking people's ticket stubs and all of that that all takes effort coordination and money these people aren't standing there voluntarily i assure you these are security companies that are employed to do all of this so yeah is the ticketing of grade one arena stand seating working? In my opinion, no, it's not. And it looks kind of terrible whenever you're looking at the video footage. It looks, you know, bad. And one thing I have to say is uh, I, we've seen it on the cameras and it was so disheartening. And yeah, it actually <laughs> kind of pulled on the old heartstrings. I think I can't remember if it was Field Marshal or Inverary or one of those. It was one of the big guns, you know, the big six. One of those bands had just finished playing and they marched off. And Bob was doing his little talk up his oh that was good performance and da da da. And in the midst of doing that, the crowd were emptying. The stands were leaving. The people were just leaving the stands because they've seen the band they wanted. So I'm going now. Bye bye. Meanwhile, there was another band marching to the line now. If you were in that band marching to the line, what is your impression of the Grade 1 Arena? You're walking to the line preparing to play your best and try and win a world title and a world championship final. And what's in front of you is the crowd leaving. They can't be arsed to sit around and listen to you. Now that has to tick the wind out of your sails. Here it is. The biggest moment in your piping career. You're about to play in the Grade 1 final for pity's sake. And the crowd are walking away. They've heard who they want to hear and they don't give a stuff about your band. Terrible. Terrible. Now, there isn't anything I think we can do about that. <laughs> but I do think there is something we can do about the Grade 1 arena seating. 
I don't know. A lot of different suggestions have come in from you guys. Talking about the Grable Arena seating, that is a very clear problem. And I would like to see something done about it. As to what we can do, I don't know. Open the suggestions, of course. You guys can email us in your opinions. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Now, as for the two-day format, a lot of people wanted to know our opinions on that. The two-day format, I think, this year especially, was a strange one. Now, hear me out. I think overall you have to have, is it 24 or 28 bands, I think, in total to be able to run a full qualifying event regardless of the grade. I think that's what it is in black and white. Now, this year we've had 21 bands, I think, in total in grade one. So essentially, according to the rule book, okay, according to the rules, uh, we could have had the grade one qualifying and the grade one final all on the one day. Now, that's whenever you look at RSPBA rulings. And, yeah, we didn't need a qualifying in Grade 1 this year. Now, that makes things incredibly interesting. But, you know, I don't know. For me, personally, the Friday, it's a bit of a non-day. The park is so much smaller. Half of the stalls and events and things don't run. It's all about the Grade 1 bands. It's just a bit weird. Friday is a bit of a lost puppy, <laughs> I think. The two-day thing, we've been running with the World Champions now, uh, Championships now for a number of years. And we have found, uh, through all of this, running over the two days, that, yes, it does seem to be fair a fair system when it comes to bands from overseas. Uh, so the whole thing about pre-qualification and all the rest, I'm glad to see that that's all been sorted. However, I would not, like to see it just predominantly for grade one i would love to see it for all grades i would love to see all grades have their qualifying on the friday with saturday being your final day now the reason i say that is because saturday ran on for way too long i think the last band was actually playing was a grade 3a or 3b and that was at 20 to 6 in the evening now, that's too long. Whenever you consider that you have to get everyone ready then and set for mass bands for March past, uh, and that's another topic. But yeah, I do believe that we could have held the qualifying for all grades on the Friday. And that would have made Friday more of an occasion. You certainly would have drawn more of a crowd because there would have been more bands there and they would have more to fight for. Friday would have been a real interesting day competition wise because bands would have been fighting out for that place now granted on the saturday if you don't qualify for your final then yeah saturday is a non-occasion but i know us piping folk i know you guys very well and a lot of you would still attend on the saturday and take the opportunity then to socialize a lot of you guys would actually visit the stalls would actually go and enjoy yourselves in the beer tent and have a few pints with your mates who are there at the championships that maybe you didn't get a chance to talk to because you were busy qualifying so i don't know there is a clear argument for the two-day thing as, as regards to fairness um, but I do believe, in my own personal opinion, you may disagree, but I do think having qualification on the Friday for all grades would be the way forward. Now, yeah, I don't know. You may disagree. I think it does. It may cost extra money, um, you know, to host a certain amount of people. I, I don't know anything about the semantics or the exact details, but that's my opinion. 
you can let me know what your opinion is about the two-day thing. Uh, you can email us in bigrabshow at gmail.com. Now, on to the last topic then, possibly, from the World Championship. Well, there's a couple. Um, the last one that we really wanted to talk about was the March past. It went on forever. Oh, my God. It just seemed to go on and on and on and on and on. Oh, my God. It was terrible. Now, this is through no small part of the organisers. It was just the sheer volume of people that everyone had to get levered in. Now, the amount of bands involved in the March past as well, that was something to behold. Uh, so, yeah, shout out to everyone who managed to take part in the March past. Thank you all. Uh, it was awesome to see you all there. But I think the guys who deserve the biggest round of applause and the biggest medal on the day has to be Inverary and Districts and Field. Those guys who were playing as our centre bands. You know, those guys had to stand there and play for nearly two and a half hours. Relentless. Absolutely relentless. So the, by, the guys who were playing in the centre bands, you outstanding. Well done. To play for that length of time. Whew. Well done. So, yeah, with that in mind, there has to be something we can do about our yeah grand finale at the Worlds. It just took, took way too long. Now, I have to give a shout out to the Chieftain. By the way, the Lord Provost, I think, uh, of Glasgow, she gave a pretty emotional speech. She talked about how she used to be a competitor herself at the World Championship, so she knew what it was like and that everyone on the grass was just anxiously waiting for the results. However, she then went on to talk for another 10 or 15 minutes. Not kidding. Actually timed it. The speech itself lasted between 15 to 20 minutes. It went on. Now, yeah, if you are a previous competitor yourself and you know what it's like standing there in glasgow green waiting for your results then why are you talking for 20 minutes everyone there just wants to know who won now uh, i've also got a lot of messages saying why do they announce the results the way they do uh with reading first second third fourth fifth sixth reading it down the way instead of in reverse order um the reverse order thing i do know to be an american thing uh that's how competitions are ran in the states where results are read in reverse order here in the uk i don't know if it is a tradition but it has certainly been done uh, for as long as i can remember reading who won and then everything falls out from under that so don't know if it's a tradition or what but it just seems to be the way things are here and that's just because we're weird i suppose uh but yeah i think the march past itself Whenever you consider there's juvenile bands in there as well. There's little school bands with lots of little kids in there. And they expect those school kids and all of those juvenile people, the teenagers and stuff, to stand in one spot for two and a half hours and not have to run away for a pee or go and grab a burger or whatever to try and break ranks because that's extremely frowned upon. You're not allowed to leave the arena. So two and a half hours is a long, long stand. And whenever you consider, whenever the prizes are being given out as well, uh, although they have streamlined it in recent years, uh, this year did seem to be incredibly slow because there were mistakes being made, as it was mentioned, that uh, wrong trophies were being handed to people, and etc. So, yeah, it was a bit of a mishmash, a bit of a... Uh, but I don't know if it was slapdash or just what people were tired or whatever. It was a long day. and Yeah, mistakes can be made. We're all human, you know? Uh, so I would like to err on the side of, you know, cut them some slack. Um, however, we were... Yeah, just really enjoyed the whole process, if anything, of giving out the prize giving and seeing people so happy with their prizes. It was just brilliant to see. 
Um, I have to say, though, I was disappointed for the Grade 1 announcement because it was almost filmed under darkness. It went on for way too long. I think it was damn near 9 o'clock by the time Field Marshal had their title and they were marching off the field. If anything, if anyone managed to watch that far into the prize-giving results, uh, Field Marshal were marching off the field and it was nearly pitch black. It was dark. And then, if anything, I think the cameraman managed to lose the band in the in the the gloom. It was pretty horrible. I think it's something that the association could maybe look at and try to improve upon uh, the march past and the grand finale and everything. What exactly we could do to streamline that? Don't know. We've had a good number of suggestions from you guys, and I'm sure we'll get some more. So you can email us in bigrabshow at gmail dot com. There you go. But yeah, we do think the March Past definitely needs to improve because two and a half hours worth of starting about and listening to speeches and presentations and shaky hands and here we go, take a selfie, all that sort of stuff, it does take a long time. So what they can do to try and improve it, I don't know, but certainly up for suggestions. So you guys can email us in. Okay, so that being said, that was our World Championships. Um, some strong opinions there from myself, but I would love to hear yours. I would love to know your experiences of the World Championships as well. I'm very aware a lot of you actually were involved in some listening parties or viewing parties as well. A lot of you internationally were actually going to various different bars and things with big screens and all of that, which was awesome. Uh, we got to see a lot of the photographs that were posted up on Twitter and such. So, yeah, send them in. Sis. We would love to see them here on the Big Rab Show. Yeah, let us see where your viewing party was. Uh, so, yeah, time to fly on. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for clicking on that download button. Really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please do hit that subscribe button. So with each and every episode gets uploaded, you'll get a ding little notification to let you know that Rab's pulled the finger out and managed to produce another podcast. Now, for those of you who asked about what is the future for the Rab show after the World Championships, then do not fear, my friend. We have so much stuff coming your way. We have been busy burrowing away (laughs) behind the scenes, putting together some pretty interesting stuff coming your direction, and one of which is our podcast on judging. Yes, we have been furiously working away behind the scenes putting together this podcast and we are nearly there. We're nearly ready for judging episode one, which will be all sorts of interesting. Plus, we would like to pick up our series on bass drumming as well as our series on the learning journey. Now that silly season is behind us and all of the constant flow of results and news and things is behind us, we can now start to concentrate on our more specialist podcasts. So, by the way, if anyone out there has any suggestions for Topic of the Week or even any kind of specialist podcast that you would like us to feature here on the the Rab Show, definitely get in contact with us. We'd love to hear from you. BigRabShow at gmail.com. Definitely email us in. We would love to hear from you uh, because then, yeah, once it's in the email box, it doesn't go anywhere. And yeah, we will certainly put it on file and take your ideas into consideration. And who knows, you may your idea may feature here on a future podcast. Until then, that's it for the Rab Show podcast. And uh, yeah, thanks again. Check out thebigrabshow.com. Don't forget, you can get your merchandise. It's still available. You can get your t-shirts there, of course. Uh, they're available in a range of colors. And you get your hoodies as well, which are kind of awesome when you're coming into the winter months. And, of course, our embroidered polo shirts were possibly the most popular ones that we have there in the store. Thebigrabshow.com. Just click on the shop icon. And every t-shirt and hoodie sold helps support what we do. Grant. 
that's me. Another World Championship is behind us and I'm sure we will be talking about it for months and months and months to come. And I hope you guys can join us over this next few months and years as the Rab Show podcast rolls forward. Until next time, that's me. I'm out the door. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much to our sponsors, G1 Reads, played by bands around the world, including our current champion of champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out TheBigRabShow.com for all of your Big Rab Show merch and news, views and chat throughout the week. Until next time, guys, we'll see you right here on The Big Rab Show Podcast. All the best. <laughs>